Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Baker's Chat. My name is Rachel from Cakes by Rage, and today I'm joined by three of my baking friends who I've actually never met to share a little bit about our baking businesses. We actually have this amazing little group where we all, we've all bonded um, over WhatsApp to share support <laughs> tips and tricks and provide each other with a listening ear. Um, today we're going to talk a little bit about our businesses and what got us started. Um, we're going to start with Brachy Steinmetz from Cake It Away. Brachy, do Hi. you want to tell us a little bit about your business? Okay, so my name is Brachy Steinmetz. I'm from Antwerp in Belgium. Um, I started my cake business three years ago, but I'm doing it now full-time for almost two. Um, yeah. What it's been an amazing ride. Sorry, what Bracky? did you say? What do yes. you specialize in? I specialize in fondant cakes, um, especially like very high ones, like uh, four or five uh, tiers up. Um, I do lots of wedding cakes and, you know, bar mitzvah, bus mitzvah, also like the regular uh, birthday cakes. Um, recently, I do. Um, I started painting on cakes, so it's either flowers or leaves, or you know, just to add a special effect by painting on them, um, which is amazing. It gives like a really, it adds so much life to the cake, and um, yeah, just gives the extra touch. Um, I've, actually, I've actually seen your work on Instagram, and it really is amazing and beautiful. Um, thank so you so much. Really, lots of, I know lots of hard work goes into that. How did you get started yes. with your business? So um, I always loved baking and decorating, but I never really had the chance to do it when <laughs> I was young. And then after I got married, I started experimenting in my own kitchen, and it just got started. And then when the kids got born and, um, you know, birthdays came up, so I just tried always to do something special. And my friends always they used to compliment special. me that. <laughs> thank you. They weren't when I started, so don't worry. Um, my friends always commented that, you know, they look so nice and everything. So um, actually one friend going back four years ago, she just, um, actually forced me to make a cake for her son. Um, I didn't want to. And she put it on Facebook and Instagram back then when it wasn't so, you know, major as it was now. And that's how it kicked off, you know, word, word of mouth and everything, you know. Um, people started seeing, people started asking me about it. And that's how it grew. Baruch Hashem, where I am now. Amazing. Beautiful. Um, now let's hear from Hannah Netgen, the trusty baker. Um, hi, my name is Hannah Netgen, and um, I live in L.A. Um, and I started baking really as a trend. Um, I guess on Facebook people are trying cake pops and cakes, and I was cooking, and I happened to have been my outlet, and I had a kitchen to myself. So I kind of just experimented, and the first time I um, tried melting chocolate, I burnt it in a pot and added water to it to try and mixing it, which that didn't really work out I very well. I would to do that now. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't understand why I didn't melt, and then, yeah, basically, water and chocolate. 
not the answer. Um, and then my friends were like, oh, wow, um, you can totally do this. And I had one friend who was like, you know, I'm going to pay you to make a sour breakfast cake. And, you know, I, and she was the one who really, like, encouraged me and said you could totally do it. And um, kind of like friends and family. And, I, and that's just kind of do it, how I do it. And I do it part-time. I'm basically a procrastinate night baker. Um, I just procrastinate, and then I have to do it at 2 o'clock in the morning. Um, I work full-time, and I just do it as a hobby. Sounds good. Sounds Amazing. like me also, procrastinating yeah. when I need to bake and being up till all hours of the night. Um, and then, gross. And then I cry oh, in the middle sorry, of the go night. go ahead, Fana. What was that? No, I was going to say, and then, I just, and, then, and then I cry in the middle of the night. I kind of say, you know, if you want to cry, make yourself cry, go into the business. It's great. Exactly. I don't think people realize how sometimes it could be extremely pressured and stressful. Um, I actually didn't realize until I started doing it more. You know, um, it definitely takes its toll. <laughs> I think we have to all yeah. define um, the word procrastinating because what we all discuss on the chat, it's different meanings for everybody. For me, procrastinating is doing everything else but what's necessary to do for baking. For some, they have an alternate meaning where it's procrastinating on everything else and just baking. I'm not sure which definition fits in for everybody else. Thank you, Shira. Mine, actually, when I say procrastinate baking, I am procrastinating everything, baking and everything else. <laughs> exactly. Shira from Watch Me Whip. I love your business name. Thank you. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, so I'm Shira Gross. I'm from Mancini, New York. Um, my business name is Watch Me Whip. It's watchme.whip on Instagram. Um, so I started my business about a year and a half ago. Um, it was my husband's birthday, and the trending cake is the number, the letter cake that's in now. Um, I mm -hmm. call it the Amishable. It means something different to everybody. Um, I've always been baking. I've always been very creative. Um, I'm really known for my perm costumes, but um, always baked and tried new things, self-taught in a lot of YouTube videos. Um, I've taken classes. Um, I've done the fondant cakes. It's not my favorite thing. It takes a lot of time, although I can do it. Um, but when it was my husband's birthday, I decided I had mono, and I didn't want to do a fondant cake. I'll do something a little bit simpler, and I started with the number cakes. Um, and I posted it on my WhatsApp status, and I was getting a bunch of messages, where in Muncie can you get that cake? Um, I actually am friends with Malky, Kiss the Kosher Cook, on Instagram, Malky, um, well, she was Gordon back then. It's Hirsch right now. And I saw she had made one, so I called her and I said, um, you know, what recipe did you use? Do you share? And she was very sweet. Um, since then, I've honed it on my own craft and my own recipe and changed it up a bit, but she really is the one that inspired me to start. Um, and I started selling the cake, and I've been very busy ever since. Um, I, I've expanded a little bit with tarts. I do lemon meringues and chocolate ganache, but all based on off of this thing. Um, one of the things that I do make are macarons, which um, I hate to make. They're the most finicky thing, but that's really why I started, because when I was looking to buy macarons a month, nobody sold them. And I just wanted a small dozen or maybe six or eight of them, and nobody sold them anywhere that you could just go pick up. So I started making them and perfecting it. And I don't know if all of you know, but it's extremely finicky and weather-related. And I learned the hard way. 
Um, but, you know, after trial and error and a lot of throwing of batches, you know, came about, and that's where I am right now. Amazing. Um, I'm going to – sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, Rachel, tell us about yourself. Yeah, sure. Um, so I'm Rachel from Cakes by Rach. Uh, you could find me on Instagram at cakes underscore by underscore Rach. Um, I mostly do fondant cakes. Um, it really is, I would say, mostly a hobby for me. Um, I obviously have to charge because, you know, the ingredients are expensive and um, it's just a lot of, lot of labor, as you all know. Um, but, you know, it's, it, I take orders when I'm able to and when it won't interfere with my family life, even though somehow it always ends up interfering with my family life. Um, I'm actually based out of the five towns. I forgot to mention that. Um, the way I got started is um, for my daughter's maybe fifth birthday, um, which was quite some time ago, um, I wanted a fondant cake, and I called around. They were all a fortune, and it was also two last minute. I think it was probably like three weeks before, and no one wanted to take it on. And I also probably was really not willing to pay the price tag on them. And so I'm like, hey, I could do this myself. And I you know, watched some YouTube videos, read some things, got a few bucks. Um, and that's how I got started. Um, my husband actually used to help me in the beginning, like when I did stuff for my kids' birthdays. And um, now he won't step foot in the kitchen. But um, I do it on my own and I, I love it. It's just, as we said before, uh, time consuming and stressful at times. And because I also procrastinate um, or procrastinate everything, I usually find myself in the kitchen in the morning. Um, but, but I really do love it for the most part. Um, does anyone want to talk about um, some things they love about the business, some things they find difficult? Um, Hannah, do you have anything you want to share any tips for people uh, starting out um i think really everybody you know everybody is talented and if you just give it a try you'll see um that there's something that you can do um you know you might not want to do fondant cakes or whatever but i think everybody if you just you can make a basic cupcake and make a swirl you know buttercream top and you can be as talented as anybody out there and feel you know like you have a talent um, it's just art, it's fun, and it doesn't need to be perfect. Um, and that's kind of how I see it. I see it as an art, and, and it can be fun if you just give it a try and not just say, oh, you have to have a, you know, a natural talent for it. Right. I definitely agree with that. I always tell people a lot of it I find is patience because if you just tried enough times or, you know, if you want to, if you want it to look good and you spend enough time, um, give it enough love and attention when you're working on it, it most of the time will end up looking good. Um, you just need to put exactly. in that, that time and effort. Um, so, Shira, how about you? I say my advice to people is really um, years ago I had a friend who started a business, and anytime someone called her up, she, you know, she's like me. She could do anything, um, and she just did everything. So I find that when you don't focus on one particular thing, I find it gets a little crazy. I know a lot of us do that. I know for myself, when I saw, like, based off of her, and I, and I see from our chat what goes on, let's say, on Purim time where everyone does cupcakes and cookies and, and mm -hmm. fondant cakes, I find when you hone in on one craft, 
you get to learn, like we always joke about different memes we post on there, like it's not how long it takes us to do it, it's what our worth is. I find that if you focus on one, like let's say you do um, fondant cakes and you're really amazing at that. I feel like when you focus on one thing and you really and you like, hone in on that, and then it becomes like you perfect it and you can do that you know, quickly, and you can turn out more cake. Like for me, that's just what I find for myself. I find that um, I, I started with the letter cakes and the number cakes, and I really perfected my craft, and I can do 9, 10 at night. I, it gets crazy. I'm not going to say I won't be up till 10, you know, till 2, 3 in the morning, but I can, I can accomplish, and I can do, and I have a full-time job. I do this strictly when I come home. Um, everything that I make is fresh, so when I'm selling something, you're literally getting a custom order from the start, I only take on what I can handle. Um, but the reason why I could handle more is because I really perfected my craft where I can dish it out and I can make it all happen very quickly and it, it, will, be, like, it will be perfection because I'm honing in on that where I saw that, let's say, on Purim, when I made cookies for myself, I don't make cookies all the time and it just took me so much longer to do each cookie. And it just, you know, and I, okay, I'm a perfectionist, so that might be my flaw. Like you said, people we, don't know that we probably all are on this group. <laughs> <laughs> We're probably all very hard on ourselves, but I can say that I'm a, I, I, you know, self-proclaimed OCD. So, you know, I, focusing on every cookie to make every cookie perfect, and because it's not something I do on a day-to-day basis, you know, it took me much longer to do. But I just say hone right. in on one craft at a time, and then you can expand your business piece by piece. So if you start with a fondant cake, perfect your techniques with fondant. And then if you want to move on to cake toppers with, with cupcakes, that's something that you could kind of mix into that and then maybe start working with royal icing. But I say like one step at a time. I think that's really what, you know, is the way to go. But that's just my personal opinion. A hundred percent. I agree. Um, Brachy, any advice? Yeah, I just want to say I totally agree with like whatever was said here, like all three of you, like amazing tips. Um, my tip would be practice, practice, practice. Um, people always tend to see the finished results. Like um, when I post a cake now, uh, people always say, wow, it's so perfect. But they don't, they don't remember how it was, like going back two years ago or even one year ago. Like they don't know how much, um, you know, fondant. I just tore off a cake when it wasn't perfect or it wasn't nice or I wasn't happy with it. So, um, and they also don't know like the, the amount of practice and, and sleepless nights that went into it. So um, I would say, like, don't jump to conclusions. Conclusions Don't, like, you know, um, aim to be perfect the first time. Like, as Shira said, like, just, um, you know, aim to be, to practice and to, to try to make it perfect. It's going to get perfect along the way. Um, and I would also, like, you know, I want to talk to myself, but, like, also to beginners, don't be too hard on yourself. Um, also in that way that, you know, it's not as perfect as maybe you want it to be, but in someone else's eyes, it is really nice and perfect. So that's just my tip. We all started somewhere. We all, if you look at our Instagram <laughs> page from the beginning, our cakes, I'm sure, have all, like, you know, improved. And you could see from the start, when I look at the first cake I ever sold, like, I remember being petrified, like, someone's paying for this. And I, and my husband thought, it, oh, it's so beautiful. And I if you look at it now, it's like, oh, my gosh, I wouldn't, like, I, I would, you know, I feel, ba- I feel bad saying that out loud because someone paid for it, but my work has come such a long way. Right. 100%. I agree with all the advice. The one piece of advice I would give also is 
it's all about social media these days, and a picture speaks a thousand words. Um, your cake could be beautiful, but if you can't take a decent picture of it, it's, it's you know, obviously the person who's going to, who's paying for it and is picking it up or, you know, and using it at their party sees it and it's beautiful, but you want to also be able to show it to everyone to get more business and post it on your Facebook or your Instagram account. And I notice that, you know, obviously my cakes have also come a long way, but I did notice once I improved my photography skills, um, people all of a sudden said, wow, this is the best cake you ever made. I'm like, no, I just put it in front of a white board and was able to take a better picture or use better filters. Um, but definitely I feel that the photography also when you're trying to sell your business makes, um, makes a huge difference. That's true. Yeah, and word of mouth. Word of mouth is extremely important. Customer satisfaction and just word of Even mouth is how we all build media. our business. Yes, word of mouth is extremely important. That's how I started. I didn't even start with Instagram. I actually flipped the Instagram because I was trying to get off of social media in my own personal life. And, and I actually stopped with my own social media so much. And, like, I'm busy with my watch me dot whip. You know, it just became – that became my life. It's just word of mouth blows you up, and that's really what's important. A hundred percent. Um, does anyone have any funny stories, funny baking stories, um, some cute baking stories with customers? Um, anyone have anything they could share? Um, well, my first experience baking back in high school was I forgot to put flour in my carrot cake, and my mother was like, Hannah, please make a cake for Shabbos. And it was not baking, and it was in there for hours. And then I was like, okay, I'm not going to say anything. And then in the morning, I was like, you know, how do you think the cake came out? She goes, Honda, did you forget to put flour in it? I was like, oh, that's what I forgot. <laughs> so, yeah, after that, I didn't bake for a very long time. It's actually funny that you say that because I always tell people when they, you know, say, oh, you're a baker. Can you do this? You know, like maybe for Shabbos dessert or something, not, you know, in my personal, like a friend, not someone who wants to buy something for me. And I'm like, I'm not a baker. Like I, I could follow a recipe and my cakes kind of, they taste amazing. But if you give me a ready-made cake, I will decorate it, you know, but I'm not, I'm the type who might forget the flour, you know, um, I don't, I don't love the baking aspect of it, but I absolutely um, love the decorating aspect and the satisfaction after when you see the finished product. So, anyone else have any? Creativity is like based, is the real part of it. That's exactly. what makes it exciting. My just, I just one thing I want everyone to know, like, I don't, I don't want people to get burnt out. I feel like sometimes when people take on too much, you begin to resent what you're doing. Baking is supposed to be fun and exciting. And, and, you know, I, I love, what I love about the cake that I make is that every single one is its own creation, and it's so creative, and that's where I get my kicks. Like, I just love what I'm going to get in the end. I never know what I'm going to start with, and you just build it, and I just love what, ha- what happens in the end. That's just my take on baking. 100%. Not really baking. It's on the decorating part. It's both. I mean, I do like baking. I'm more of a cook than I am a baker. Actually, I come from a long line of cooks. Baking is very specific. You have to have exact measurements, and it's all mathematical, whereas uh, cooking, you know, you just throw ingredients together, and you can come up with a creation. 
Um, I once messed up a tiramisu so bad. I followed a direction, and I guess I didn't read properly. And it said just to put it in the freezer for like a half an hour, I guess, to settle. To settle. And I froze it, like once the recipe was done. And I'll never forget it. I had a, guest, a table full of guests. And my husband loves everything that I make. I mean, he's my biggest fan. And I've never messed up anything so bad. But he literally took a bite of it and spit it out. And we will, it's the biggest joke because he's not insulting. Like, he's extremely honest about anything I make. And he was so surprised. That's why I wasn't even insulted. But he just spit it out because I guess it was, like, soggy and gross. And I'll never touch tiramisu again. I will never make it. I'm definitely afraid of just making it wrong. It's just one of my things. That is funny. Okay. Yeah, I actually have not specifically, you know, in terms of messing up a recipe, but um, a funny story that comes to mind for me is um, it was before Perm. I was actually working full-time at an office job, and I took on some some Perm orders. Um, and, of course, there was that customer who begged super last minute for cookies for Perm, and I agreed. Um, I quoted her a price by the dozen, which is normally how you do that for cookies. Um, and she responded that she wanted 12. And I thought, okay, she wants 12, 12 cookies. Okay, you know. Um, I figured I, I can swing that, you know, throw it in with my other orders. Mm. A few hours before, um, I started panicking that she meant 12 dozen because, I mean, we were talking about, you know, in quantities of dozens. Um, and I started baking all those dozen cookies, you know, dozens, dozen of dozens of oh cookies. Um, oh, my gosh. Before I messaged her, waiting for her to get back to me, but I really did not have time to waste. Um, thankfully, before I finished baking them and actually even started decorating them, she got back to me, and she was like, ha, 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 I meant one dozen. Um, oh, so my gosh. Funny. <laughs> and to this day, I just have, like, these things that I feel – communication like is so key and Quality. into my head if someone wanted like a leopard a leopard cookie and to me that means leopard print and but then I started thinking like does she really want like something in the shape of a leopard um because people are not always so specific with what they request you know um so since that that story about the 12 dozen cookies <laughs> um I I just get, you know, so down to the details with everyone because it's just got me so nervous. Um, Same thing. You know how we always discuss, like, your turquoise is my teal? Yeah. And, you know, when someone says they want a blue cake, I say, what shade of blue? There's light blue, dark blue, there's indigo, there's navy, there's turquoise, there's teal. There's, you know, your turquoise is my teal is your eggshell. There's 50 different shades. I always, I am so specific as not to make that mistake with people. I don't know about everybody 100%. else, but I'm so yes. petrified of making that mistake. I always I usually tell ask for about colors. Sorry? I usually ask for a picture, so that way I'm like, okay, show me a picture of what you have in mind, or, you know, like, so that way I right. get the idea and it's visual instead of, you know, trying to figure out, you know, what what they mean by whatever they're saying, you know, that specific detail. Right. The problem with that I is always also ask. those Right. Sometimes, though, you know, on their phone or their computer or in person, it looks different. Than um, but I always just tell people, like, I'll do it the best I can, obviously, but we're limited with our color options. This might be a fabric and we're using, you know, gel food coloring and, you know, in shortening. It's, you know, a totally different 
medium that you need to use to create the color, and sometimes it's just impossible to get a perfect match. Right. Yeah. Things being very specific, and you know, I always ask for a copy of, let's say, a tablecloth or a napkin, um, and then based off of that, and come as close as we can to that. But I think clarity is the most important. Like always, before I like take an order, I confirm the color, the size, the number, the price, how payment is going to be, so that there's no mistakes. And one thing that I've learned. It's everything in writing is most important because when you have a conversation over the phone, it's always he said, she said. I hope you guys can hear me. It's pouring outside. My apologies. Um, yes, it's always he said, you. she said, and you want some clarity so that there's no mistake. And like we said, word of mouth is always important, so you want customer satisfaction. A hundred percent. As least mistakes as possible. I'm sure we've all had one or two horror stories. Yeah, I just wanted to say, like, everything in writing. Yeah. Sorry. I, I learned okay. also the hard way to always um, confirm, like, if, if a customer calls to make to reserve a date, I always text them afterwards a confirmation with the, with the date they reserve the cake for. Because I've ha I learned it the hard way that, you know, a customer told me that she called me, but she never did. And um, I checked it, you know, I, I checked to see if, if we – like talked and, and about a caker or whatever, but she thought that she had called me, but she never did. And then, um, you know, she wanted me to make a cake like in, in two, three hours, which was crazy because, yeah, Impossible. a cake, obviously. <laughs> but, uh, but I did it. It was, it was absolutely crazy. But since then, I, you know, I always send a message after, like after our conversation just to confirm for this and this date. Um, like that, you know, I have it in... In writing. A hundred percent. On that note also, I wanted to say that, you know, with email and WhatsApp and text and phone calls and Facebook and Instagram direct messenger, like, there's so many ways, for, ways to communicate, and I always tell people, I, I know they don't like it, please email me, because you have to follow the track of so many different conversations that might have started in Instagram, and then they decided to text, and they sent me pictures and email. It's just, there's just so, such a high possibility of missing something or something um, being miscommunicated or, you know, overlooked. Um, so I think that's also really important to have really just enforce a specific way um, that you communicate with customers and you allow customers com to communicate with you because otherwise it just gets, I find it gets so chaotic um, between all the that's different true. methods. I agree. And, and for yourself, I, I forgot to put on my calendar, which I thought I did, <laughs> and I insisted I had the right date, and then I stayed up till 5 in the morning um, making cookies and cupcakes and everything, and then I was like, oh, no, maybe it's for next week. Oh, my and thank, and thank God she canceled the cake, um, and then I was waiting for her to pick it up at 8.30 in the morning. I even had, like, my cleaning lady come because I had to go out, and she never showed up. And then at 6 o'clock in the afternoon, she goes, um, just confirming for next week. I mean, and I was like, oh, my God. And I looked everywhere because I normally confirm, like, the date or I put it on my calendar, and for some reason, in my head, I wrote the third, and it was the eleventh or something. So, from like, wow. and I was so stressed out till five o'clock in the morning, and didn't sleep the entire night for no reason. Oh my! 
Yeah. Wow. I think we all have those stories where the last minute, yes, like, we do. Uh oh, where your stomach drops, and I, you know, I, I we all learn. We all have a lesson that we learned from something that we did. We've all gotten stronger and gotten better based off of something that we did wrong. My uh-oh is always spelling a name wrong. And I, it never happened to me, but I feel like after being up all night working on a cake or something, it's just so the likelihood of me, like, inverting, like, two letters or something or just misspelling a name because sometimes people spell things a little bit differently. Um it gives me anxiety. It never happened. I never misspelled a name, but literally I look at it a hundred times. I look at it in the pictures. I ask my kids to look at it. Is this spelled correctly? Is birthday spelled correctly? Because, you know, like I said, after being up all night, anything is possible. Um, that's like one of my like nervous things that I have, that something's going to go out spelled incorrectly. <laughs> Yeah, okay. So, I mean, I think I think we're all on the on that. We all have that. Is there Does anything anyone that you think? Sorry. Sorry. No, go, go ahead. ahead. You go ahead. I was just wondering if there's anything that um, something that we all um, learned from this that we want to give out to everybody else. Like that's important. A lesson that we've all learned. Advice. Your biggest baking advice that you would tell everybody else either when starting or just anyone who's already baking? Um, I think I would say know your worth. I, I, you know, I know people mention that a lot. Um, now I'm very specific about my prices. I don't let anything leave my kitchen for less than a certain amount because I know how much time and effort I put into it, and I know what I can produce. Um, and it's just it's, it's not worth it, you know, for me to – turn out a cake for less than, you know, what my my rate is. And I I know there are people who, you know, try to get a deal or even I want to give a deal to. Um, but sometimes, it, you know, it just really doesn't make sense for me to spend that long in the kitchen. And, you know, I, I know, like I said, what my product is. And I know that I would never sell anything that's subpar, you know. I would not let it leave my house. Um, so I really think that that is part of it, knowing your worth and knowing what to charge, which sometimes it's difficult to figure out um, what your expenses are and what your time is worth and what your product is worth. Um, but it's definitely worth it to sit down in the beginning um, when starting your business and determine all that so you can really come down with a bottom line number of what your product should be you know, selling starting at. I agree with that, and I think my biggest piece of advice is, like, basing off of your know your worth, I think confidence, is it, it, it bases off of know your worth, but have the confidence in that the product that you're putting out there is worth what you're charging. Um, don't get stonewalled by a customer, and, um, you know, just, and don't, don't overdo it. Don't think that you have to take on every single, you know, you have to know your worth, that you need sleep. You're still a human being. Your family is there as well. Um, for, most, for all of us, we have families. And this is just something that we, well, Bracha, you do this full-time, but for some of us, we do this on the side. And even if you do something full-time, it's okay to turn a cake down. You become higher in demand when, you know, you're not always available and you're not going to lose a customer. Whatever's meant to be is meant to be. And, you know, know your worth. Know, know, you know, have confidence in the products that you're putting out there. And I think that success will come. Yeah, I agree to that. I would add just, Add a tiny uh, detail. Just learn how to say no. That you know, 
to turn down a customer, as you said, and don't let yourself, I'm talking to myself, uh, be pushed to the wall and listen to a customer like, please, 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 I'll pay you extra. Like, you know, sometimes I'm trying to explain to the customer, like the maybe 50 euro or like $50 or whatever that you're going to pay me extra is not worth the three hours I'm going to lose. Um, I'm going to lose my sleep over those, you know, the $50. So um, I'm really talking to myself, like just, you know, ex- just say no when when you know that you can't. And always no regret that. I always that. we always regret. Night. Does everyone agree? We always regret taking on the cake that we were begged to do. Agreed. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. A thousand percent. And for some reason, it's always that order that gives you so much grief. I don't know what oh, you know. And heartache. Sure. Something that and, should have been easy and why I took it on and just from start to finish. It's always, it always adds so much atmosphere and like it's yes. just such a, a crazy balagan to the whole schedule from the week and, and it just turns the, the whole house upside down. Yes, yes. I definitely agree with that. Um, should we give out a no, I was going to say, should we just give a shout-out to our baking group, our baking chat that we've been discussing and kind of explain where we met and who they are because they're, like, my biggest, you know, like, without them. Wow. I mean, I wouldn't be where I am today, that's for sure. So totally. Definitely. And what is so amazing that we never met and we only, like, you know, connect through this chat, um, you know, for for any any complaints and, and advice, which is amazing. And it's from all over the world, from America, from Europe, from Israel. It's amazing. I'm so happy I got on this chat. Yes, it really is beautiful. And the fact that some of us are do live in the same area and are, you know, quote-unquote competition to each other, but we refer customers to each other. Um, we give advice. And help each other. Yes, it's really such a beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah, I agree to that. Yeah, we, yeah. Okay. I think about finishes it up. Um, if anyone has any last-minute words. Should we just go over everyone's Insta handles again, just in case anybody wants to follow us? Um, Brachy, you can start. Okay, so again, I'm Brachy Steinmetz. I'm from Antwerp. My Instagram name is kickitsawaybyb, all in one word. And see you there. <laughs> I'm Sheer Girl, and it's watchme.whip. On Instagram, it's Watch Me Whip is my um, my business name. It's Watch Me Dot Whip on Instagram. Okay, Hana. I'm Hana. I'm Hana from LA, a little further away from you guys. And my Insta account is um, the Trusty Baker. Okay, and I'm Rachel um, from the Five Towns, and my Instagram is cakes underscore by underscore rage. When I made that account, I never realized that this would actually be a business, and maybe I should have come up with something a little better. Um, but that's what I have for now, and definitely everyone should log on to Instagram and check us all out. Um, even if you're not going to order anything, or we all you know, post beautiful pictures and um, have beautiful work. Um, and it just, you know, I know scrolling through my Instagram feeds with all my cake friends, um, it just puts such a smile on my face to see everyone's amazing talents. And you never know, you might have to send a gift to, you know, like, exactly. I'm not in New York, but if I ever need a gift or if I need in Israel, like, you know, I have like a huge group of friends a that I know network. I can just turn to them in order. So, yeah, so it's worth following everybody. You know, you never know when you're going to need them. True. 
Great. Thanks so much, guys. It's fun chatting, guys, again. Fun chatting, yes. Thank you. We should definitely do this again. Yes, it's fine. It was fun. great. Alrighty. Hope you all enjoy. Thanks to all the listeners. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.